Dear Franny podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the world's largest provider of audio entertainment. I myself have over 100 books that I have downloaded from Audible on my phone right now. And if not for Audible, I would not be able to keep up with all of the books and all of the podcasts that I want to hear because life is really, really busy. But with Audible, you can take all of your titles with you on the go. They sync across devices. And I love when you can listen to the author read their own book. So Arlen Hamilton, who was a guest on this podcast a few months ago, she wrote a book called It's About Damn Time. And I I loved listening to the audio version of that book and listening to Arlen's voice tell me her story. So I'm a big, big fan and a longtime subscriber of Audible. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible by visiting audibletrial.com slash dearfranny. Audible trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash dear franny when you use your trial you can cancel at any time no strings attached and the title that you get and you get two titles if you are an amazon prime member whatever titles you get you get to keep them you download them and you get to keep them forever even if you wind up canceling your membership but i don't think you will because it's that good so visit audibletrial.com slash dear franny Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, a podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Hello, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you're doing well. Where are you? How are you? I hope you're finding ways to thrive during these challenging times and that you're staying safe and wearing a mask and all of those good things. And speaking of thriving, my guest today is someone who is putting in the work to help all of us to thrive more. And she's somebody who I met last week. And I say met, I put that in, you know, air quotes, because we met on a social media platform called Clubhouse, which is a all audio and all live audio social media app that's rolling out now. And she's somebody who I, I spoke to her. I, I had to speak to her last week on the app. And I was like, oh, there's really something special about this woman. I could just hear it in her voice. And then I heard her music. And then I learned about all that she's doing in the world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she only gets more amazing. So to give you a brief introduction to Tony Jones, she is a well-being leader for women and an affirmation musician. Through her story, she embodies her brand's message to wife your life through well-being. Through her affirmation music, she's spreading that message throughout the world. She's teaching us to be more conscious and empowered in our well-being and to love ourselves more. She's been recognized by the state of Michigan as an honoree for her music, and she believes that the new era of women's leadership is evolving with the core requirement of being committed consciously to well-being inside and out, starting with the way you talk to yourself. So in this interview, Tony shares her journey. She is so vulnerable and she's so wise and she shares a lot of wisdom about how we can live more consciously, how we can love ourselves more, how we can just have more joy in our lives and spread that throughout the world, which is what she's doing. I know that I'm going on and on, but I'm really excited because I'm a really big fan. <laughs> Please be sure to check the show notes and check out her music, Tony Jones, because there's going to be links to all of her info in the show notes. So enjoy my conversation with my new friend, <laughs> Tony Jones. Tony Jones, thank you so much for being on Dear Franny. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. 
Oh my goodness. This is just, um, this is really exciting for me because even though you and I just met and I put that in air quotes, a baby about a week ago on Clubhouse, I am already a big fan. So I'm already like, I feel like I'm like, oh my God, I'm fangirling. I get to talk to Tony Jones. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess let's just start at the beginning in terms of how you came to be the queen of affirmations, which is what you are to me now. You might not refer to yourself that way, but you've created an entire new genre of music, which is just incredible. So how did you get here? How did you get to be so dope? How do you have this wisdom? What happened? <laughs> Man, that's a, like so much story and journey. And I feel like it's a thousand year old story of how I got here. But you know, because it's so much that goes into your evolution and going through the process of alchemizing all your stuff, you know, and creating something from that. So, you know, I grew up in the church, very religious background, grew up with a stay-at-home mom, two-parent household, you know, and very much into mission-oriented living as a teenager, you know, as far as, you know, the Christian mission, you know, saving mm -hmm. souls for Christ, started a Bible study in high school, praying in front of my high school every day. Like this was my life. I loved it. It wasn't about like heaven or hell. It was like, this was my culture, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I got married young to my church sweetheart. And after an eight year marriage, I got a divorce and you know, that was a culture shock for me because I was raised in a, in the religious back culture. It's like you do everything the Bible says, you rub your Jesus genie and voila, you have your wishes. And that's not how <laughs> life went. And so I was like, wait a minute, you know, I did the good girl role. How could I still be experiencing wretched outcomes, you know? And so after I got a divorce, I walked into society that glorified the independent woman. You know, even though I was, you know, single, I still was subconsciously looking for a partner to do life with. You know, that's what I understood womanhood as. And I always wanted that. I just always thought it was beautiful to, you know, have a home, take care of the home, be do your part, create what you want to create. But being domestic was like the dream. And that was not the case. You know, I was in the fashion industry, became a stylist. And, you know, then I had a career identity crisis because it was like I was in New York and realized fashion was fulfilling a talent and not a purpose. So I was like, mm. where am I? Who am I? You know, I love fashion, but it's not fulfilling my heart, you know. And so long story short, I ended up moving back home to Michigan, got my degree in psychology. And once I got my degree in psychology, I was blown away at how much of knowing how you work cognitively and neurologically, how much that puts you on game to navigate yourself differently, like your behavior, your habits. And so I started my brand, Wife Your Life, which ultimately was like a life coaching business where I helped women how their minds work, teach them how their minds work. and. Um, and how to help them heal from workaholism. And that led to events and online programming. But what happened was, <laughs> what happened was <laughs> back in 2018, it was just, it got to a point where it was like, life coaching is nice, 
and I like it and it has some element of fulfillment, but I'm doing most of the work. A lot of my clients are still coming to me, Tony, I don't have time to heal. I don't have time to be well. I don't have time. It was just constantly that. And I was just like, this is like overworked. I'm overworked and I'm starting to burn out trying to help my clients not burn out. And so I, through prayer and meditation, um, I was like, you know, most high, what am I to do? You know, and I got the idea affirmations, affirmation music. And I went to California for a month, wrote the album in 2018, came back to Michigan, applied for a loan, got the loan, got in the studio and released, released affirmations for the grown ass woman. Women's History Month of last year, which was March. And I did not expect it to do what it did. I didn't have marketing. I didn't have PR plan. It was usually, it was really just a tool for women to practice mindfulness on the go. And once I saw that, I said, wait a minute. And then all hell broke loose, by the way. And so my 2020 was last year. Oh no. (laughs) Where did this fall into your divorce? So you, your career shift, leaving fashion, going back to Michigan, realizing that you weren't living your true purpose. Like, were you divorced at this point? Yeah, my apologies. Literally, this timeline is like a nine, 10 year old timeline. So I was trying to like bullet point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's great. I just wanted to, I'm just trying to put it all together for this, this amazing journey you've been on. (laughs) Yeah, the divorce had to be about eight, nine years ago. Okay. And then I, I, who girl, it seems like it was 30, 40 years ago. (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so, um, and then I'll, I'll say probably like five years later, um, or four years later, I, I got my degree, you know, and then I became an entrepreneur and then, you know, and things started to unfold into the wellness space where I became a mental health advocate. You know, I ended up being like a, a local voice for well-being, And, you know, it was very hard because the self-care wasn't trendy in Detroit. Like it was Detroit is like you work hard, you grind hard. And so workaholism wasn't you know what I'm saying? Talked about. And so I'm here pushing these messages. I remember having an event called Black Girl Magic is Killing Us, which was a very successful five sensory event. And it was some of the language that I talked about at the event. Women were just shook because they were like, oh my goodness, she's absolutely right. Oh, talk more about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much, um, and I would love to do this event again, but it, it was a lot of DIY, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, for me to do it the way I wanted to do it. But yeah, so it was a five sensory event. Aroma was made for it. Lighting was amazing. The food was based on what part of the brain I wanted to activate. The menu was, it, it was just, it was a, a whole experience, but the content was basically around the hashtag Black Girl Magic because that was really it was really popping, you know, mm-hmm. and I started to see a trend on social media and in pop culture that oh we're defining our magic through productivity, oh that's mm-hmm. what we doing. So the mom who is at home raising her kids intentionally, she's not she's not magical. Yeah, woman who actually leaves um, a multi million business, you know to start a part-time job because she her making her piece of priority she's not magical you know what i'm saying i'm just thinking about all of these things of how we are affirmed in society and defining our magic and i you know i just wanted to say hey y'all 
let's get together in a cute little way <laughs> you know it's let's talk about this black girl magic thing because if we did nothing we are magical and so yes. i you know i brought it back to even the slavery times like you know on the cotton fields like we we didn't matter unless we were what performing mm -hmm. that was a monumental event for my brand because it was spearheading a message way ahead of the times you know yeah that's incredible yeah 2016 mm -hmm. and so so yeah fast forward you know i created the affirmations for the grown-ass woman and that did amazing and then quarantine happened like a year later and um i released a ep during mental health awareness month which is may i believe and called affirmations and chill and that did pretty good but it was only three tracks but it was still good you know mm -hmm. and then um i i started writing my 2019 and that's where we have i see me mantras you know it's time to put it in to coaching and do this affirmation music you know yes yes wow so i love you're so right and i the fact that you are having having that conversation and you did that event years ago because that whole black girl magic thing was i was starting to feel the pressure of that like i was like well i mean yes i mean i'm magic but you know first of all it was so many things it was yeah. like it seemed like you had to be really rich really beautiful really stylish had really fit <laughs> really i was like i was like this is a lot <laughs> you had to be in essence magazine you had to be in it was just like too much it was a lot i was yeah i was like i'm like i know that we are excellent but like come on now <laughs> yeah a lot of pressure we can just be right um so i i love that and that's so aligned i also even just love the fact that you were like what food do i want to bring i mean i think that's that's what's so incredible about what you have built in your brand i mean even you know, your imagery, like your imagery is so, it just draws you in. And it's just like, I mean, I want to, I want to hang a picture of you on my wall. I'm like, this is, who is her projection designer? Like who is her art director? Like I need to get, can I have a Tony Jones photo shoot, please? <laughs> so just everything. And it's like, and, and, you know, the way that you're bringing like a hip hop, and trap but then these spiritual affirmations and this empower this message of empowerment like it's just so many levels and i'm like wow like you were just i mean it's just it's it's just a beautiful it's just beautiful it's beautiful to witness so thank you okay so so now so wife your life so let's talk about this for a moment so you mentioned that so the idea about behind wife your life is that you're divorcing workaholism you're divorcing this glorification of productivity and output and achievement right and you're marrying yourself and when we think about having a relationship a healthy one whether it's with your kids whether it's with money food a man, you know, woman, friend, you know, anything. It always starts with communication, how you talk to yourself, how you talk to yes. someone else, how you listen, you know, are you listening to um, respond and react or you listen to understand, you know, all those, the range of communication is, is requires a skill set, right? And requires practice, but the best, the best way 
the best school is to start with you, how you talk to yourself. And I always say this, if you had a friend that talked to you the way that you talk to yourself in your mind, would you still be their friend, you know? And so when you think about how you talk to yourself about money, your trauma, your wounds that you thought that were healed that are not healed yet, you know, all of mm-hmm. these things that we accumulate in our mind, it's like, let's get, let's wife that. Let's get in a relationship with that. Let's date that and court that. Let's see what you say about your finances, about your body, about the rejection in your family or about your goals and your dreams or the amazing opportunity you got. Do you feel unworthy of it? Do you feel like, you know, wife, your life is really, it's, it's not a lifestyle and it's really a movement of being, a way of being, you know, a state of being in a constant relationship with yourself because that is the nucleus of how you engage with everyone else and everything else. And so that's what Wife Your Life is. At first it was life coaching, events, online programming. Now it's membership, music, and affirmation wear, like merch. So that's where we have evolved to now. It's so phenomenal to me because this was never a dream to be a musician. This was never a goal. Yeah, I mean... This, that's also what is crazy, but it's not like you were like, and I was always writing music on, on the side and I was always singing like, yeah. So, I mean, did you, how, how much did you know that you had this talent inside of you? I did not know till last year and I've always written, I've always been a creative and everything I've ever like created was dope. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, but I never, never looked at it like something to show off or share. It was like I was being myself, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if your funny cousin was always telling jokes, it was like, <sighs> he probably never thought of being a comedian, but it was just like he was being himself, right? So it's like, for me, yeah. being creative was just, when I wrote something, like, I, w- I mean, I'm telling you, I've been writing since I was a child, you know? I've been creative since I was a child, but I never saw myself in as a musician. Um, I never even saw myself as being a successful creative. I always saw myself wanting to be successful at whatever I did. And I didn't know that at the end of the day, it goes back to what do you want? What is your heart, you know, what does your heart want to do? You know, why are you here? So I never thought about it in that context of success. Maybe subconsciously, but consciously I wasn't, I wasn't really being intentional with that. What I, what I love about that is, um, first of all, I think just that, just your story alone is inspiring because it makes you think, makes me think like, hmm, what, what talents, like what hidden talents or, or maybe not hidden, but just things that I take for granted that are inside of me that, that I'm not, that I'm not sharing with the world or I'm not cultivating or acknowledging, you know? So, um, and I, I, everybody who's listening to this, like, think about that for yourself. I think that's such a, it's just really inspiring. It's just really inspiring that you discovered this this gift and you decided to share it with the world um, in the way that you're doing. So like so right now, okay, well, okay, let me let me wrap up this because I have so many questions for you, but um so because <laughs> I want to ask you a few personal questions too. But 
right now, like, what is the vision for wife, your life? Like, what is the vision for your career? And I'm sure that the reality is, you know, like God can bigger, you dream a bigger dream for you than you can dream for yourself. But what is the vision right now of what this, of what you're building? It's kind of like a three, uh, I would probably say a threefold thing. So this experience overall has led me to a space of like, when you make plans, God laughs kind of (laughs) like, it's like whatever I'm doing, it's because I want to, not because I have this plan and I want to make work and have this certain desire outcome. It's like, I want to do this. My intention personally is to live a creative life. You know, create a life I love and enjoy and proud of. What does that look like? I want to take a divine message mainstream. The wife your life message is talking to yourself better. You know, seeing yourself, that self-awareness. And then that also looks like practically is the form of music, the form of merchandise, you know, in the form of membership. So this is my last month as a life coach. I'm wrapping up two clients right now. Okay. Yeah. So it hit me real like last week. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm starting a whole nother, like, this is what I'm about to really do. Yes. Five year career, like I'm done, you know? And so, but I love the way I'm not scared, but I am it's like thrilling and nervous. It's like, you know, you're in a roller coaster. You're all, you're safe, you're buckled up, but you know, it's like, oh, this about to go down. <laughs> Your hands are up, you're excited, but you're not thinking about yeah. being afraid of your life getting, you know? So that's what, that's what I, where I'm at right now. So Wife Your Life membership is really going to be for, I want it. So you know how you press play and the music does itself, it does it all on its own? So I want the membership to be as soon as you sign up and pay your monthly fee, it, you push play on whatever it does it on its own. All you have to do is show up. So the way that I'm setting up the membership is each throughout the year, we'll be unpacking all the music and how to apply it in your life with journal prompts, with Mm. videos, not long videos, not a whole bunch of downloadable PDFs, but just, I wanted to have that element of ease uh, that you have with the album with push play. So the videos won't be more than 20 minutes. There'll be journal prompts. There will be live engagement, you know, but you know, ultimately the membership is around making the album, putting the album to work, you know, for women who really want to live their life intentionally with changing and transforming and healing their inner dialogue, you know? And so very excited about that. And then the music, just continued creating music and seeing what that does in the world and creating merch, because I do believe in the power of advertisement and wearing the message. Yes. I mean, you have to, you know, billion dollar companies that still have million dollar budgets to market and advertise to us their messaging to influence our purchasing habits. So it's like, absolutely, why not wear something or, you know what I'm saying? That says that advertises your greatness and, you know, powerful messages to yourself. So I do because my background is psychology and I'm a neurology nerd love studying neurons and the thought pathology. So I believe in having things messaging all around you that's aligned with your highest good. So that's the, that's the vision for wife or life. Uh, 
That is so beautiful. And by the way, the cover of I See Me Mantras, like I would wear that on, like on a shirt, just so you know. <laughs> so just do with that what you will, just FYI. Or put it up on my wall or I mean, you know, it's just so incredible, that image. Thank you. You are just uh, magical. Like truly just being on that cover, you were magical. <laughs> I, you know, obviously I'm sure as a coach and in, you know, helping women to really wipe their lives and start to put themselves in their relationship with themselves first, I'm sure that love and romantic relationships are something that comes up very often in your work and you talk about them some, you know, in some of your songs as well. So I guess what, how much is love a part of what you do? Romantic love. First of all, I'm a horny mess because I've been <laughs> for a year and a half. <laughs> TMI, but hey, I'm going to keep it 100. Because I want women, I want your audience to know, like, this is not platform of, you know, it's, it's like when you have a pastor, a leader, a celebrity, it's that one. And then it's like, we all follow that one. This is not that. This is us. You, when you see me, you're seeing us. So it's very important for me to be very honest and true about my journey in real time. So for me, girl, it's like, it's purifying myself. It is unlearning, unlearning a lot of the stuff I learned from society, church, family, when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. I... Last year was the first time I ever saw a man that was not my race. I saw his spirit. He mm. blew past my racial filter. And I never, like, I never saw, like, a white man as man. I saw that as another human being. Men to me were only black men. <laughs> like... Mm. That was it, you know? And so mm -hmm. for me to meet someone that grabs my attention because of his spiritual presence, it knocked me off my feet. And he's the first time I, and we're very close to this day. It was the first time I ever like really fell in love with someone without wanting to possess him and own him, mm -hmm. you know? And it gave me a new, it helped me see my ish, like my thirstiness my over romanticizing a man to fulfill a deficit that he never is supposed to fulfill. It's like, that's the God spot. That's the me spot, you know? Yeah. It helped me see my stuff, you know, the impulsiveness, the obsession for someone to complete me, you mm -hmm. know, and how much I ran to like grinding and working hard or self-love to ignore that desire. And it's like, no, the desire to be with someone, partner with someone, to be affectionate and have intimacy is pure. pure. But when you, it's so pure and it's so beautiful. When it's perverted through conditioning and programming and messaging to actually have someone fulfill you and you, like you own them and you hold them hostage to your own beliefs of who they should be. Oh, you're speaking my language. <laughs> Oh, I already know, sis. I already know. I'm hip to what you hip to. I, that's why I was like, I can't wait to know her. We gonna do this recording, but we gonna know each other. Yes, we are. You know, and so, and I did a lot of work. I've done a lot of work, but until you meet someone, 
where you can get in the practice with, that's when the work really is a life now. It's no yes. longer work. It's life. Because I've done school for the work with Byron Katie. I've mm. done some landmark. I mean, I've done so much because I was committed to hack my, my matrix, you know, because mm-hmm. I was finding the same man all the time, you know, and the same issues, the abandonment, the rejection. It was like, you know, and so it got to a point where it was like, oh, I don't have to heal to be worthy of a healthy opportunity of love. I can just be conscious of my mess. You know what I'm saying? And be yeah. conscious in the decisions I make that's more aligned to my highest good. I don't have to yeah, keep yeah. choosing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, for me, the way love and romance fits into my life is I'm in flow. I'm really in flow. I'm making different decisions. I allow men to eliminate themselves, eliminate themselves. Yes. Let them take themselves out of the running. That's what I call it. Yeah. And it's <laughs> okay. like, if a man wants to play, then I'm not the one, I'm not the right one for him. Yeah. And so no matter how lonely I am, no matter how horny I am, no matter how <laughs> I like, I want a man's help. My peace is priority and I won't sacrifice that just for the company you know what i'm saying so yes times where i am lonely and i'm just like man why nobody like me or want to give me a try you know oh because it's it's funny how people think that men be going down my doors like i want a chance but when they meet me and they talk to me they're like oh you're real real you true true which makes yes. me see stuff about me that's not true, true, and real, real, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to have to step up, you know? So it's like, so it's interesting to watch that unfold, but I have to constantly tell my inner child, no, this is, I'm safe. If he doesn't, if he doesn't want to press play or if he, you know, not clear on what his intentions are, it's okay. He's not rejecting you. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like I have to yes. constantly talk to myself in that way but it's definitely something I'm manifesting I already I'm satisfied where I'm at right now I have healthy men in my life which is good but incredible um I'm not in a committed relationship I definitely want to get married but I just want the aligned partner because you know I'm enjoying me girl yes (laughs) as well you should (laughs) right and I'm like I want to enjoy me with someone (laughs) like like I'm not trying to you know decline from that I want that to advance you know Mm -hmm. so yes absolutely well everything I oh my gosh I have so much to say to you I don't even already begin (laughs) but no it's all good I mean I just want to I mean I could just talk to you all day but I'm gonna try to keep it focused (laughs) because I can remember like, oh, we're doing a podcast interview. Let me like remember that. <laughs> you know, I think I really, first of all, I love the fact that you are, that you are so transparent about your journey. And, you know, and I was the same and I was and am the same way. Cause when I first started in the love business, um, I was a matchmaker. That was my first job and I was single and I could I was not going to front that I was not single, you know what I mean? So I was a single matchmaker and I but what I found though was that it was so helpful to my clients to know that I understood what it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's for them to understand because you know dating is is such a it's such an isolating journey. And, you know, everything that you said, this is why I'm like, oh my, like literally everything that you said, I could talk to you about for like a 
really long time. But you know, we do have to unlearn so much, you know, and um, and I just I lump it all together and I call it the fairy tale industrial complex. And that's it's like it's literally the fairy tales that we that we're read from the crib. It's literally romantic comedies. It's literally like marketing, advertising family, peers, religion, like all of the messages that we get about love. And if you think about it, we are bombarded with them constantly. And so much of that messaging is so harmful and it's so, it is so, um, it's all just focused on this idea that there's a perfect person who's out there. And when you meet that perfect person, then your life, you know, suddenly you'll be complete and you'll be happy and you'll live happily ever after. And if you don't meet that person, then too bad, you're just unlucky, right? <laughs> like basically. And, um, and it's just a lie. And it's so crazy to me how even though we are smart and we are self-aware and we are educated, there's still pieces of that inside of us, right? Like that, that need that we need to really examine and be like, wait a second, what, wait, what am I doing right now? So I just, I, I just really appreciate the fact that you are very transparent about that because that's so helpful to people to hear that message because there's, we got, we, people like us who are in a position to reach people and sending that message alone, it saves so much suffering because there are a lot of people who are suffering and thinking and feeling like, love is something that they don't get to have. Yeah. Which is just heartbreaking because it's not true. And so in terms of, and I know, you know, your, your congratulations on exiting the life coaching world and, and moving in, in this next phase of your career. But as part of wife, your life, I would imagine that there are a lot of women in that community who also want to wife, a husband <laughs> or a partner, not, you know, and so what is your sort of advice or guidance on that front? Oh man. And I know that's a big question, but you know, you just, I definitely, cause I've, I've played so many roles in this, like the, I'll say one thing, one, there's two roles that I recall and articulate the way that I understand it. One role was the thirstiness of just pick me, please pick me, see that I'm worthy. You know, mm-hmm. I've played that role. Like, no, I'm the good one, I'm the real one. This is your chance to get the right woman. You know, mm-hmm. I played that role and it did not work. Played the role of, I'm gonna love myself, I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna get my money. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to manifest the man of my dreams. I'm not going to get distracted and boop, distraction happens. And he, <laughs> he's spending the night, you know, you, he's yeah. bae and you know that they it, you know, and then it evolves to let me manifest and wait what, on what God has for me. And then you don't manifest and then you don't manifest and then the person you think it is, is not it, you know? And mm-hmm. it gets to a point where you almost get disheartened and hopeless and feel like, oh, I'm not worthy of this. It's not for me. And so I've played so many roles and now I'm at a place to where I can tell women that you don't have to stay there. You don't have to make a home in those roles. You can grow and expand and get to a place of achieving that feeling that you think you're going to have when you have that partner. You can't achieve that feeling on your own. Yes, right now. 
right now. And mm-hmm. the way that I understand manifestation and desire, oh, it's so good. I swear it's so juicy. The way, so I'm about to explain it to you and your audience. So, and I know you understand this. And I thought I did, but when it's realized in you on a deeper level, it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. manifestation is not about hoping or faithing something into into existence that's outside of you in some far distance land of one day, you know, just one day this will happen one day. It's not about something separate from you. It's about as soon as you feel it. As soon as you think it, as soon as you believe like, this is what I want, this is what I desire, it's done. Mm. As soon as you realize this is your truth, it is done. Now, what happens is you get to actualize it on November 23rd of 2020. What are you doing today? Are you imagining? Are you feeling? Are you writing about it? Are you learning about how to communicate? to with that person are you learning how to do the shadow work so when that person triggers those shadows you don't just project it on it you know what i'm saying like what are you doing to actualize that partnership on today not to get it but to be it because it's already Mm -hmm. done you know you don't have to actually yearn and crave it and so for me my i guess my uh (laughs) sound the alarm (laughs) saying is be what you desire what does it look like for if you want to be uh financially abundant well how are you being being that today are you writing out your goals are you researching about financial literacy or are you um scheduling a call with someone who's better at finances to get tips like you know you get to just create you don't you don't have to be concerned with overworking or overfunctioning for the outcome because the outcome is the process. And it takes away the tension to make it happen because you can't. You can't control how things are orchestrated in your favor. You just get to be it, you know, and play mm-hmm. play it out, you know. And so I just tell women who have that desire is constantly re-enroll yourself in curiosity and inquiry about why you want this desire how are you prepared for it you know um if communication is the number one thing that you need for relationship and values do you know your core values you know um what type of triggers would i you know will be a deal breaker or trauma will be a deal breaker in a partner like you know so you know what i'm saying it's like it's it's constantly being in a space of um, activation with your desires instead of saying I'm going to manifest this one day this is going to happen and we're not we don't care about the outcome because it's none of our business it's already yeah. done yes. what we what we should care about is how are we actualizing that and being that in today you know it takes away a lot of that sensation of thirstiness and scarcity of mm. not having what you want because the yes. more you're engaged with it the more you know Does that make sense? It makes total sense. No, it makes total sense. And it's exactly, I mean, I love how you put, how you articulate it. Like I like, I really think that that is amazing. I mean, I think I, the way that I articulate that idea is, um, 
you know, because, because I am a love coach and people are coming to me for this specifically and they're coming to me with, you know, and they're telling me what they're looking for and a partner and the relationship they want to have. And especially actually starting out as a matchmaker, this came really clear because people would come like it's a shopping list. Like literally now that I'm paying you, I get every single thing on my list. Doesn't matter if I have, you know, anything like this within myself. It doesn't matter if I've ever met anybody like this. It's like now I get everything on the list. And and it's just, it became really clear that when people, you know, and this is all part of the fairy tale industrial complex, right? We are conditioned to approach relationships very aspirationally. Like I want this perfect relationship. So I'm going to find the perfect person not thinking about, well, do I have the, do I believe that I'm worthy of having this relationship? Because if I don't believe I'm worthy, guess what? It's, you're not going to get it. Like it's, it's going to be really hard for that to come into your life if you don't believe you're worthy of it. And if it does come into your life, it's going to be really hard for you to sustain it because, yeah. you know, and just realizing that, that, and that's actually why I became a coach and stopped matchmaking. Cause I was like, people need to understand that it starts with you. Like it's the work that we do. And when you do your work, then everything falls into place. But it's so hard to hold that vision sometimes, right? Like you said, it's like, yeah, you, this has actually been the biggest issue that I've been hearing from from women recently is this, they're, they're having a hard time believing that it's possible for them. Like, it's just, they're just, I'm like, they're like, I really want to believe that there's more, but it's hard and, and you know, holding on to that vision. And I think that's why... Um, you know, what you're doing is so incredible because you're providing more tools for women, especially to reinforce, you know, and, and I know that there's science behind your music too, right? Like brain science. Like, do you want to just like talk about that a little bit? One of my favorite, favorite leaders in this space, brain science, um, it's Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yes. He's incredible. He's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Revolutionary. Yep. I mean, outside of my studies, academic studies, that's someone that I have studied. And so with that being said, when I create my music, I go through a two to three month process of understanding the emotion that I want the music to evoke, the thoughts, even down to what limiting beliefs I want to target for people to unwire, you know? And so from that point, I give a whole storyboard to each song, you know, and in nine times out of 10, each song is coming from my heart because it's my experience. It's my story. It's just, I become a mad scientist when I'm creating the music, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, certain words I, I have on repeat is certain words that are you know, technically you shouldn't use, like, but I'm also using them intentionally because I want it to not, like some, some words are ego words, you know? Like what's an example of a word that- Like grind. Grind, okay. I'm on my grind, you know, I use that Mm -hmm. and I would not technically use that because the vibration of that word is to shed, to take to the bone, you know, Mm -hmm. to cut off. However, the ego is very conscious of that being a positive thing. So 
I may use it once or twice in the album because I'm not just trying, I'm not trying to get you to destroy your ego. I'm trying to get you to integrate it. You mm. see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Conscious of it. So I'm very, I'm kind to the ego. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. why certain music is like trap and hip because the ego rocks with that. You know what I'm saying? That's the personality. It's, oh, it, it's an appetizer to that that part of us that's carnal, you know, and that's not a bad thing, you know. So when it comes to the brain science behind my music, it's it's also the research of how powerful music is and how powerful words are. There's, I'm sure you're familiar with Dr. Emoto, right? The water studies? No. Oh, yes, the water studies. Yes, 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 of course. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Proves that your intention and words are powerful and it can shape water and that because we're made up 70 to 80% water, our thoughts and intentions crystallizes in our bodies, you know? So it's yes. important what you say. I'm studying and reading now about the, the technology of words, meaning that I'm now learning like literally this month that writing and speaking is a new technology for human beings. Mm. We used to be able to like, feel like communication fit like a form of ancient communication was feeling and being able to cognitively hear what you're saying i know it's kind of radical but you ever in a room with people you meet someone you just feel their energy is not like nah you know oh yeah absolutely oh yeah that is the actual technology of communication you know i love thinking of it that way it's fascinating. It is fascinating. And teachers of this, like, like there's one book I'm reading called The uh, Word Magic, and it's um, it's right here by Pao Chang, The Power of Powers and Occult Definitions of Words. And it, it pretty much tells you a lot of language that we're operating is, is spells, you know? And that's where the word, you know, spelling comes from the word of casting spells. And so... You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that we are in have strongholds in and bondage to is because we're listening to spells over and over again. I'm no shade to anybody that creates content that's true to them. However, I have to be mindful of what I listen to and the content I take in. So if I'm listening to music that that triggers or brings up trauma from past relationships and that that or shows or sitcoms that I'm constantly seeing women defeated in love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's hypnotizing me into a belief system of defeat and disempowerment. Yes. You yes. see what I'm saying? I do. I am conditioning this thought pathology of having no success in love, you know? And yes. so shout out to everyone that is creating content that's true to their experience and history. I know that is a lot of how people, you know, express themselves. However, we have to be responsible once we become aware of what we are and how we work, you know? And when you do that, you know, you start to be a little bit more mindful of the bulk of content that you take in, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, at this point of the game, I'm trying to get, live my best life for real, for real. Yes. I have to watch what I listen to and what I eat and what I watch. You know, it's not mm-hmm. completely cutting it off, but I have to monitor that. I have to monitor it so much. Yeah. Yes. 
the bulk mm-hmm. of my intake has to be aligned with my highest good, period. <laughs> yep. You know? I totally agree with that. And I, I I talk about this a lot under the umbrella of self of self-love because um, you know, self-care is an act of self-love. And I and I always ask my clients, I say, you know, how do you want to feel? And then taken, you know, it's up to us to take an audit and an inventory of what in our lives are supporting us and feeling that way and what isn't. And I love that you're going like, so, you know, deep down into this, even the words that we use, right? Like, and how they're impacting. But in terms of what we're taking in and, you know, what we're choosing to take in, it is so powerful. And, um, oh my goodness. Like I said, I could talk to you all day. And that whole thing, spell, spelling a word. I'm like, oh my God, it's so true. It's so true. That's incredible. I actually, I got my sound healing certification last year. What? Uh, yeah, because I I was like, it, this is, we need to be able to access our subconscious, right? To start to heal and, and to reprogram. And sound is an incredibly powerful way to do that. I actually, I'm not a musician, but I do facilitate sound bath. And, you know, as a way of helping people to, I created the sound bath experience experience called love notes that's like about intention setting and then reinforcing that through the sound and then writing it down afterwards and you know yes very maybe one day when the world opens up again (laughs) I would love to experience that but I will also love the information to get certified in that I never heard of that I'm happy to share that with you and yes so I will I will send you um the name of my of my teacher and I think she's doing another certification I just saw her posted the other day I think in May so in the spring but yeah she's incredible she's been she's like one of the first people to ever do a sound bath in LA like 20 something years ago she is like she's hardcore like she totally knows the science the like the like she's she's amazing actually I'll just shout her out we're on a podcast her name is Michelle Burke (laughs) and she's um her Instagram is sonic being Mm -hmm. yes so everybody who's interested in learning more about sound healing go follow Michelle okay so I want to wrap this up and be respectful of your time and not just keep you here all day. Two quick things. So one, how can I support you? And number two, what, if you had one message that you could send to the world about love, like if you had a bullhorn that was loud enough for the whole world to hear and you could send out one message about love, what would that be? So maybe that one first, and then let's talk about how I can support you and my listeners can support you. Well, one message I would definitely say is reimagine it. Just reimagine it, you know? It's like all the evidence, all the experience, all the memories. Take that and just put it aside for a minute and just play with reimagining what love can be, you know? And watch what comes up for you. You know, I, I would love because that is where you can create the, the possibilities is when you start fresh, when you not ignore the evidence that has happened of like, there's no good man in my city, you know, because when you have evidence, it's challenging. So you have to almost start from ground one and just reimagine like if I was to imagine love again. Like, and it was a picture, Kent, and you drew it out, you know, or you just 
word mapped it, write all the words down, you know, draw it out with crayons and pencils and markers, you know what I'm saying? Or just record Hmm. yourself saying, if I was to reimagine what love is in my life, it would look like this. If I was the author and creator of what love is, how love is experienced in my life, it would look, feel, sound like this, you know, and get detailed. So that would be definitely my message. Wow. I love that. <laughs> That's incredible. I, I, it's one of my favorite answers to that question ever. I always ask my guests that question and I, that's incredible. Yes. Reimagine it. Reimagine it and yes. create, you know, cause then that's when you know what your truth is, you know, you yes. put memory aside and all the evidence, all the experience aside, and you go into that pure state of creativity and then you voila, have your truth. You know? Yes. Yes, yes. And how to support. Oh my God. Man, number one, share the album. Share the album. One thing I love about this album is that it doesn't need like a whole lot of selling. It's just just send it out and say push play. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> you know the people in your life. You know what they're going through. You know the people that are close to you in your circle, in your network. Send them the link and tell them to push play. Um, relationships. If you have received anything from the album, you or your audience, and you know that this message is, is important to you, important to humanity or people, and you have some relationships that can get this message out there more. I don't care if they work for Spotify or Netflix or they have a podcast. I don't care. If you have those relationships, send the album to them. You you know, the link, send it to them. The second thing is merch. You know, this is not a cheap (laughs) career, you know? Yes. You know, part of my process is grounding myself in my path and knowing what I'm doing is true. So to support me is investing in like the merch and buying the album on Amazon, Google Play and iTunes. You know, we are still dealing in a currency matrix of cash currency and, you know, so Mm -hmm. that would help me a whole lot as I shift into making this my full time position. Um, And the third thing let me see what is the third thing on how i need how i would need help i I think that feels true and complete the merch the relationships and sharing the album you know um honestly the to be honest with you right now the album is doing amazing because people are sharing it with everybody you know and i've been sharing it too so, but I will share it more <laughs> and I'm excited for my audience to hear it and to share it. Thank um, you so much for asking. Yes, of course. And yes, I will definitely be linking to the album and the show notes, um, as well as your Instagram, which like I said, is just so beautiful. Um, and also your website. So, um, so everyone, I'll link to your, your merch website and also to wife, your life website, which is wife Correct. Okay, well, wife, comma, it's this is the last month, so the wife your life oh, okay. website will be up and running in December. Okay, wifeyourlife.com. Yep, but right now people can go to um, I am Tony Jones. 
Okay. Actually, they can go to TonyJones.co. I'm sorry. I didn't say it. Five different websites. <laughs> you know what? It's TonyJones.co. TonyJones.co. T-O-N-I Jones.co. Got it. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much for the work that you do and for agreeing to come on the show and for this incredible conversation. I'm really grateful for you. Thank you for having me. It just, it means a lot right now really does. Yay. Yay. (laughs) And there you have it. My conversation with Tony. I hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did. This is one of the ones that when we were done recording, I was like, Oh, I can't wait to listen back to this. Please, please check out the show notes where I have linked to Tony's website, tonyjones.co, T-O-N-I jones.co, as well as her Instagram and her merch store. So please check that all out and support her and the work that she's doing and listen to the music, listen to her music because I'm linking to that as well, because it really is awesome. And when you hear it, you will want to share it. And I encourage you to do so. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Please stay in touch with me. I am at Dear Franny on all social media, on Instagram, the Twitter, all the places. And if you have not yet checked out my new membership community, the True Love Society, please do so. You can visit us at thetruelovesociety.com. Also, True Love Society on Instagram. There's going to be links to all of that in the show notes as well. Join us as we spread more love in the world, in our lives, have better relationships, find love for those who are seeking it, deepen love for those who want that. It's all about true love. So check us out and thank you for listening. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. I see you. I appreciate you. Every single one of you has taken the time to do that. I thank you. And if you are enjoying the show, I invite you to do those things and to share this episode with a friend who you think might benefit from it. So I'm at Dear Franny and the podcast is at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I appreciate you. Stay safe. Until next time. 